Hi everybody, this is Norman with our daily podcast, Might As Well Jump, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This is episode 6 of season 1, Might As Well Jump, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring second language learner. Uh, The title of today's episode is Communication is a Performing Art. Get in there and perform. I was thinking about an experience that I had a long time ago, and it brought to mind the idea that, you know, we all work hard. A lot of us work hard. We work hard. We, most of us are not lazy. We do the best we can. We take an enormous amount of time. We dedicate time to the projects that we're working on, to the people who depend upon us. And I think that one of the big dilemmas is the dilemma of regret, which is that we work so hard doing the wrong things. And I think that many of us can come up with a similar story to mine, which I'm going to share with you to start this segment today. And it has to do with baseball, a young boy learning to play baseball. I started playing baseball at the age of nine, if I remember correctly, and I was a latecomer to the party. I had not played baseball at all prior to that. I joined uh, a team, the parish league that we had back in Brooklyn, back in the uh, late 70s, and most of the kids that I was playing with, they had already been playing baseball for some time. So the big dilemma for me, as for many kids, was to how to hit the ball. I was an extremely ineffective baseball player, particularly when it came to hitting the ball with the bat, for about two years. The coaches tried everything with me. Uh, The t-ball, they kept on telling me to keep my eye on the ball and I tried I I tried different approaches I worked hard I played just about every day I watched my New York Yankees play every chance I got on television etc etc and yet I was an extremely ineffective baseball player, particularly when it came to hitting. And then out of, I don't know where it came from, but out of the blue, I decided that rather than keep my eye on the ball, I was going to take a picture. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, I was going to take a picture, a mental picture of bat or stick, for those who are not familiar with baseball, the wooden stick making contact with the ball. That was it. I decided I was going to do that. And by doing that, I was hoping that I was going to have some kind of a click, that something was going to change in terms of my results. So, that particular Sunday, I went to the, to the ballpark, to the field, And I decided to implement my plan. I was very fortunate that day. Uh, First of all, I got a chance to play, which was great. And the opposing pitcher, the one who throws the ball for you to try and hit, 
was uh, actually a catcher who they were converting into a pitcher. You know, we were kids. I was about 11 at that time, at that point. And he was a really nice guy. And he, we had played together in the past. He knew I was lousy. And so I get up there to bat with my strategy in mind. And he gave me, he was a kind guy, and he gave me a mattress ball. A mattress ball is a ball that you can really lay on. He was being kind, and I did. I didn't try to get a hit. I didn't try to do anything beyond take picture of bat, hit, ball. So I stuck my bat out there. The ball came. It was a nice, soft pitch. And I made that contact. I saw the stick make contact with the ball. And that was a picture that I, I guess you could use the term imprinted on my mind. It was a lousy uh, hit. <laughs> the, uh, the second baseman had to charge in order to field it off the ground and throw me out at first. It, it, I wasn't, it, it, was, uh, it was an out. But I had accomplished what I set out to do, which was to take that picture of bat, hit, ball. Now, I had spent two years practicing, trying to be a hitter. And that particular approach changed everything for me. From one week to the next, I became a hitter. That picture was so clear in my head that I could see that bat making contact with the ball and it was something that just worked incredibly well for me. I went off on a tear. I started hitting everybody. I started getting base hits. I, I, I was voted the most improved player that year. It was, it was a, a metamorphosis that you know, I just, I, it was incredible. We went from famine to feast in about a week. And I never looked back. It was one of the most impacting, one of the most memorable memories, memorable events of my life. And it is something that I access frequently when I find myself doing something new. Now, what does that have to do with language? Well, I believe that many of us, when we are learning a language, we often, you know, we study, we do a lot of work, we go over vocabulary, we inundate ourselves with grammar exercises, we watch a lot of Netflix if we're learning English or what have you, and we work a lot. We make, let's put it this way, we make a lot of effort. And sometimes, we miss that critical inch, that critical piece that will enable us to reach a point where we say, oh, wait a minute, I really, I can really have a, a good conversation here. I can have a meaningful conversation and I know what I'm doing here. And I believe that one of the, the key things that many, many times we forget is the, the role of language. And the principal role of language is to communicate. 
Um, that's why we say communication is a performing art. Get in there and perform. It is the critical inch, that critical activity that if we're not doing it regularly, all of our hard work, all of the training and, 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 and learning and studying we're doing will not be as effective as, we, as it could be. But let's start out by defining communication. Communication is the response you get. You know, if you don't get the desired response, then perhaps you didn't communicate effectively. When I say response, we're not talking about negotiating or any of the skills of persuasion, getting to yes, as there was a book, right, a sales book that came out ages ago, getting to yes. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if I if I am talking with someone and I'm trying to be... Um, uh, cute or a little bit funny or reassuring and I don't get the feedback from the person I'm communicating with that they understood it and they appreciated my intention then I didn't communicate effectively communication is the response you get if you are not getting the response that you expect then you need to start by checking the quality of your communication you see, to communicate, I believe, and from many years teaching, uh, teaching people from all over the world, people from every continent except Antarctica, that to communicate is to interact with your environment. It is made up of activities and non-activities, like silence. Silence is a non-activity, but it's an activity, and there's communication there. Now, what separates a child learning their language for the first time from the average adult language learner is that principally the child learns by doing. They literally fail forward. They're constantly evaluating, reiterating. I mean, they wouldn't say they're doing that, but that's what they're doing. They are testing they are testing, they're absorbing, they're trying, they're making mistakes, they're sounding silly, they're, they're and on and on. Uh, the evaluation, the evaluation in quotes, is every time they open their mouth and they get a response in real time. They're constantly gauging the response and adjusting what they're doing or what they're saying accordingly. Now, unless the second language learner is actually living in the environment, and I mean living but really immersed in the environment where that language is spoken, then they're, of course they're not going to have the same opportunity. And even then, the average adult, they come equipped with enough baggage that it does a pretty effective job of interfering with experience-based learning. You have to, as adults, we have to change our minds. Children simply have to make up their minds. And so we still have that baggage, And but when you're living in the environment where the language is spoken, of course, it's going to give you that, that advantage of, of you better get it done. You know, the, the famous expression, heroes aren't born, they're cornered. And so you're cornered if you are living in the environment and, important part, and that you must 
make your life in that environment. You must live in that environment, meaning interacting with people in their language, whether it's purchasing the food you're going to you're going to eat, whether it's uh, attending school, whether it's uh, starting a new job, whatever it is, but you're interacting, and that's an important part of it. You see, what comes naturally for the child requires courage for the adult, and this is the dilemma. It's a big dilemma. It's one that we often allow to stop us. Now, in the spirit, you've heard the term fail faster and succeed sooner. There has to be a conscious effort by the student to look for that proverbial collision, to utilize and evaluate their second language communication prowess, and I use that term in real time. And they're going to take the inevitable hits when they make mistakes. Some of the mistakes are going to be very small, some are going to be larger, and some will be scandalously hilarious and unforgettable. Yeah, just for you. Nobody else is going to remember that. Only for us, only for the one making the mistake. So at the end of the day, who cares? I have a story uh, when I first arrived in Switzerland. That was about 20 years ago, and I spoke no French. I had to, I was learning, I was studying French when I came in, and it was tough. And going out there and communicating was full of challenges. And I say it facetiously because at the end of the day, I mean, if if I tell my story to a kid, he wouldn't even know what the problem was. But I remember that where I was living in a small, this small flat in Geneva, and the owner of the flat, they lived in the same building right next door. And I remember I, w- I left my apartment one, one afternoon, t- and it was raining outside. And the owner of the flat came out, came out of his apartment at the same time, and he looked at me and he asked me if I needed an umbrella in French. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Pardon my French. And I said to him, I, I said the, 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 the French equivalent of a little bit. He looked at me like I was, you know, like, <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? I looked at him. I lowered my head and I just ran down the stairs and got out of his sight. Would you like, would you, would you, do you need an umbrella? A little bit. What was that all about? Well, I bet if you ask this man 20 years later, I don't know where he is now, he probably would be like, I'm sorry, but I don't even know who the heck you're talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? And for me, I'm here able to remember this embarrassing situation 20 years later when really it's not such a big deal. It's just a big deal to me. And so this idea of fail faster, succeed sooner is really about getting out there and communicating. Getting out there and taking your lumps whenever it is you make a mistake and move forward as a child does, as a child does naturally. But that is one of the biggest challenges. At the end of the day, what we're talking about is power. Pure, unadulterated power. The power It's a very specific power. And when I talk to my students about this, 
uh, they, 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 you can see there's a, a surprised look, like, what is he going to talk about here? Well, I'm talking about the power to communicate what you want, when you want. That's it. That's power. That's pure power. That you can communicate and a person can understand what you want whenever you want. That type of power is something that people spend their lives sometimes trying to acquire. And doing it in a second or a third language is difficult. But that's where your power lies. And the most effective way, going back to not spinning our wheels and being effective, the most effective way to acquire this power is to get out there and communicate with what you're learning. Get out there and work the language. It's a performing art, and you must get out there and perform, in quotes. So the only way to be sure of this power is to execute in real time. That's the dilemma, and that's the opportunity, which will lead us to one of my favorite words, and it's one of the words that I find very uncomfortable, but I find to be very important, which is the action bias. The action bias. That's our dilemma, that we have to communicate in order to be sure that we are learning the language properly. And as we do that, it's also the opportunity and what we're going to do in our next episode is we're going to continue with this. I, I think that we have, there is so much fear in terms of learning a language, which really revolves around communicating in the language. And the more we're able to demystify it, I believe that the more effective we'll be with our efforts. I want to thank you for your time, and I look forward to seeing to seeing, to sharing, to being with all of you again tomorrow. Have a great day and talk soon. Bye-bye.